Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Are you looking to wager on all the big games in sports? Well, I have great news for you. Our partners at Bet Online they continue to get it done as the number one betting source for you. NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, we have golf, horse racing, and everything heating up this Major League Baseball season as well. You'll get latest odds, team matchups, and game trends at Bet Online. Just log on today to betonline.ag or use your mobile device to get started. But listen up. Make sure you use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. That's B-L-E-A-V to get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag or your mobile device. BetOnline, get started today. BetOnline is where the game starts. You know, it is that time of year in sports where it is all heating up, not just the weather, but the events. We're coming off the NFL draft. We have MLB. We've got the NHL and NBA playoffs. How about Horse Racing's Triple Crown and the PGA Championship, just to name some of the major sporting events we'll see in the next few months and have seen the last several weeks. Every event presents opportunities for inspiration and controversy, as well as new heroes and comeback stories. Ever wonder how to get into sports journalism? Well, I started my career at St. Bonaventure University. I attended their campus long before online degrees were a thing. But with their online Master of Arts in Sports Journalism, you'll learn how to find and talk about the most compelling stories, no matter the sport all from the comfort of home. An advisory committee of journalism school alums shape this innovative program. Courses are taught by experienced professors and include master classes led by industry experts. As an SBU graduate, you join a network of fellow Bonnies, including the New York Post's Mike Beccaro and ESPN's Raina Banks. The online Master of Arts in Sports Journalism builds strong skills and ethical foundations for successful careers. Coursework emphasizes the importance of multimedia reporting and incisive storytelling. Program graduates are prepared to tell stories at the intersection of sports, gender, and race. Take the next step in your sports journalism career by contacting an enrollment advisor at sbujournalism.com. Hi, this is Cal Ripken Jr., and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. ML Sports Platter, back with you all over the major platforms. Go ahead and download, subscribe, rate, and review. We are brought to you by Liverpool Physical Therapy, Rosie's Corner, and Stanley Law Offices. Stanley Law Offices together They'll work to get you the maximum reward. And I do want to throw a quick tip of the cap. Thank you out there as well to Brewerton Ace Hardware, Stumble and Monkey Brewing Company, and our awesome, awesome friends at Jam and Beats. Well, I can't wait to talk to our next guest here on the program. He is the inventor of the iconic bubblegum brand, Big League Chew. It's, of course, Rob Nelson. And Rob's going to be in Cooperstown this Memorial Day weekend for the Hall of Fame Classic and some of the other events happening at the National Baseball Hall of Fame and museum, and we've got a chat about the history of Big League Chew, their recent historic milestone of one billion pouches of gum produced and sold. That's funny. I thought they'd be at two billion because I thought I chewed a billion of them uh, when I played Little League Baseball, but you know what? It's been an iconic brand for a long time uh, since the Portland, Oregon invent, uh, invention in 1980. It's a fixture to millions of Americans and quickly ins- asserted its place in Americana as the must-have bubblegum for players of all ages, so let's bring in Rob Nelson, Big League Chew inventor. Rob, welcome aboard here as we get set to see you in Cooperstown. How are you? Pleasure to be here. Things are good. Sunny and warm in Portland, Oregon. There you go. Well, I know you're going to be in Cooperstown this weekend for a bunch of special events. And why don't you kind of, I guess, A, get into that. And then also, Big League Chew hitting this historic milestone. One billion pouches of gum produced and sold. 
I'm sure that that has a big part of why you're there as well. So kind of, you know, those two things, the evolution since 1980, however you want to go with it in terms of celebrating Big League Chew in Cooperstown, New York, one of the great villages in our country. It, you know, it's hard to believe. One of my brothers was saying, so how many shreds do you think you, there are in each pouch? And that way we can say over, you know, 200 billion shreds sold. Uh, but I don't know. The, the numbers are astronomical. You know, it was back the summer of 1977 when I came up with the idea. I was a minor league player with the, uh, the fabled Portland Mavericks, uh, the team that was featured in the Netflix documentary, the, the Battered Bastards of Baseball. And I was one of the Battered Bastards. And I was a kind of a marginal player. I had a lot of time on my hands just sitting in the bullpen waiting to get the nod. And it rarely came, but as luck would have it, an idea came to me. And uh, that, of course, was shredded gum in a pouch. And when I told Jim Bouton about what I was working on, a former Yankee Maverick teammate, he said, Rob, I love that idea. I could sell that idea for you. He said, what would you call it? And I remember I responded to him in the form of a question. And I I said, I don't know, Big League Chew? (laughs) I mean, (laughs) Excuse me. It was also serendipitous, and I just can't believe it was the summer of of, of seventy seven. I was twenty eight years old. Wow. You know, I had a couple of teaching jobs. I played ball overseas in South Africa. I ended up going to Australia and England. I mean, I wasn't good enough really to pitch here. But it's a funny thing about the way baseball works. Uh, some of the success just comes by hanging around and hoping that you'll catch a break. And uh, I was always hoping to be the the next Whitey Ford. I mean, even today, my Volkswagen has one six as the license plate number because I wanted to be the next Whitey Ford. That didn't happen, but the gum happened. So it took Jim uh, about a year and a half to find Jim Bouton to find a company for us. Uh, I made the first batch of gum uh, in the Bat Boy Todd Fields family kitchen. His mom, Candy, let us use the kitchen, let us have at it. We made it on Babe Ruth's birthday, 1979, February 6th. And Jim found us a deal. We had a three-year deal with Wrigley. They thought, what a cute novelty. And here we are, our 44th summer, a billion pouches later. Who knew? You know, it's 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 a preposterous story. And I, I, I keep saying I'm the luckiest lefty that ever played. Well, it's just awesome. And, and I got to tell you, when I got the email to uh, to have you on from Matt, uh, my initial thing was, wait a minute, only a billion? Because I thought I chewed a billion pouches on my own in Little League. You know, I, I thought we were going to be doing a, uh, an interview talking about the billion that I chewed and then the billion other pouches that you sold. But no, I didn't chew that many packs. But my goodness, I we always had it in our in our Little League pants. We had it on our in our bags. We had it. Oh my goodness, we made sure we had we forced our parents to go to the store if we were out. I mean, we were we were addicted to this stuff. So. Billion pouches produced and sold. I mean, what does that mean, you know, from the brand perspective? And obviously with the, uh, uh, you know, the excitement around making the, the announcement on MLB Network and, and, and how, the, how the brand got to one million. I mean, it's got to be like this huge, the Big League Chew name. It's almost like when you're Michael Jordan, you get that sixth title and you're, you're undefeated or you're, you know, an NFL quarterback. You have one Super Bowl, but then you have two and you're in a whole other stratosphere now, right? I mean, do you feel that way with your brand that you're in a new stratosphere because you are at a billion. You know, I do feel that way. I remember in the beginning, uh, talking with my mom and dad uh, back on Long Island, uh, saying that I hope the gum becomes the uh, the Cracker Jacks of bubblegum. 
you know, baseball related, and everybody, when they think bubblegum, they'll think big league chew. And it was, I mean, basically just a real dream. It was a big league dream. And uh, it's hard to explain. It's when I first saw the first, when I saw the first pouches uh, in a 7 Eleven. It felt like I'd written a book, like I'd won a Nobel Prize or something. It's like you just had to hold your tongue and say, "Yeah, hey, you know, that's my gum," you know. But but I never did that, and uh, it's I'm just so happy that so many people are still around who remember the day. My friends at Portland State, I was a pitching coach uh, at PSU back in the late '70s, early '80s. But I, I I brought that first batch down to the guys at Civic Stadium, same ballpark where the Mavericks played. And it was funny, all the guys tried it, and I had this kind of hand-drawn pouch that, that we used as a prototype. And I look back at it now, and I remember the guys all saying, Rob, this is really a great idea. Nobody said it was great gum. <laughs> you know, the gum that I made was root beer flavor and, and maple flavored, <laughs> and it was a work in progress. Uh, you know, I... I, I was a middle school teacher. I didn't, I didn't have a business background. I, I certainly didn't have a chemistry background to to make the gum, you know, Willy Wonka fashion. But everybody was so positive about it. They said, you know, Nelly looks like he's got something. And uh, I remember early with the Wrigley people, one of the executives there, we after the first meeting, I really felt like Tom Hanks in the movie Big, where you know I was with a bunch of grown-ups and I was the imposter. I was really 11 years old, and in fact, that's what one of the Wrigley guys had said. He said, "Rob, I think we're going to have great success with this. You really do have the mind of an 11-year-old." Hmm. And of course, everybody laughed about that. And he caught himself. He said, "No, I mean that in a very positive way." And so it's it's just a joyful experience to be there. And I, I remember when it first came out, my mom said. We always knew Rob would figure something out. I mean, I was, you know, five years out of college and still didn't have a real job. And all of a sudden, as my brother Harry calls me, uh, I become a bubblegum baron. I mean, it's, I'm, I'm just grateful for it. And it just seems like, uh, like it was six months ago. I remember so many of the details. I don't know, you know, I, I don't know how much time we have, but in, in terms of the beginning of the thing, I have to give a shout out to the bat boy, Todd Field who's now an Oscar-nominated writer and director in Hollywood. Uh, he was the kid in the clubhouse chewing the licorice that he used to store in, in, in a pouch of the other kind of stuff. And I remember saying, said, Todd, what are you doing? You're 13 years old. He said, relax, Rob. It, it's, it's licorice. He chopped it up with some pair of scissors, and, and that kind of was the inspiration for me. And I said, you know, most kids don't eat licorice or chew licorice when they're playing baseball. Yeah. I think bubblegum would be a better idea. And it's funny how we both kind of blew it off. So I said, yeah, yeah, whatever. You're probably right. But none of us said, yeah, wouldn't that be cool? I never got involved with Big League Chew because I wanted to make a bundle. I, I did it because this would be fun kind of thing. You know, and it's, um, I don't know, it's all kind of preposterous. I'm kind of rambling here, but it, so many thoughts come to my head in terms of how it started and, and where it is today. You know, I see some of my Cornell friends from, you know, back in the late 60s, early 70s, and they have grown-up jobs. You know, guys have become CFOs and they're, they're judges and things like that. And, and I'm a bubblegum guy. I'm gum guy. And uh, I feel very, very, very blessed. 
Well, I can tell you this. Uh, they may have whatever it's, you know, quote unquote, a real job type of thing. So do you. I mean, you're an entrepreneur. You're in business. It's, you know, you're, you're right there with them. There's no question about it. And we're talking here with the founder of Big League Chew, of course, Rob Nelson. A couple more uh, questions here on the ML Sports Platter brought to you by Stanley Law Offices and Burn Dairy. As uh, Big League Chew just hit a billion pouches of gum produced and sold, and Rob will be all over the National Baseball Hall of Fame uh, for the Hall of Fame Classic this weekend, Memorial Day weekend. Um, when somebody opens up a bag of Big League Chew, and it's that first rush, that first smell, that first sugar high, that first, the white powder on the top of, the, of, of all the strings of bubble gum, they put it in their mouth, they got a big mouth of, of bubble gum in there, they're chewing it, they're spitting it, they're on the field, maybe they're at a, an amusement park, or they're just walking their dog around a neighborhood of Big League Chew. What do you hope they say about Big League Chew when that Big League Chew is in their mouth? You know, I'll answer that question with, with a really fun story. I forget who did it. It was uh, ESPN Business. Uh, Darren Ravel, I think, was mm -hmm. the fellow who asked, who asked me, when you open that first pouch ever of Big League Chew, what did it smell like to you? Mm. And I said, you know, it smelled like fun. And he started laughing and he said, you know, it's funny because I talked to Jim Bouton about three days ago and I asked Jim what he, what he felt when he, when he smelled the first pouch of Big League Chew and Jim said it smelled like money. <laughs> so we were like the perfect combination. He had the business sense and I had the little boy kind of sense on the thing. So to answer your question, what do I want people to think when they open that pouch? that this is pretty cool, this is really fun. And and over the years, when, when I've asked kids, why do you like Big League Chew, they'll say, you know, I can take a little, I can take a lot, I can share it with my teammates, it just makes me smile. You know, I go back to the original artist, Bill Mayer, still doing his work down in Atlanta. He made those first characters kind of grubby looking. They looked like the Portland Mavericks. That I <laughs> you know, they, they were paunchy guys. They had some stubble. And yeah, they wanted to uh, fight they, you. You know, they wanted to fight you. That's what they looked like. Exactly right. Like I said, they looked yeah. like Mav. He was a, he was, he'd done a lot of artwork for Mad Magazine. Yeah. And it really showed. They weren't handsome dudes. Yeah. They were they were a little uh, rough around the edges. And, and, and in a sense, that made Big League Chew kind of I don't know, kind of naughty or something, you know, it just like, it was, it was an edgy kind of bubble gum. We, we didn't come out squeaky clean. These guys' uniforms were, they weren't tucked in. They were a little bit grubby. And, and I love that. And I love the fact, the amazing thing to me about Big League Chew is that an 11-year-old today thinks this is the cool gum. And the dad thinks, I remember chewing that when I was a kid. So for older people, it's nostalgia. But for an 11, 12-year-old kid, mm. this is this is it. This is the bomb. This is the coolest stuff. And it's very rare that a product transcends generations like that. And I just feel, you know, I can't put my finger on it. A lot of people did the work. Bill Mayer with the art. Uh, uh, you know, in the beginning, the Wrigley Company, in the last 15 years, Ford Gum. We just keep pounding away at one simple idea. I mean, the big expansion we did was we got into bubblegum balls, and that's about it. I'm not going to do big, big two Slurpees or, or, or candy bars or soft drinks. It just it, it is what it is. We're kind of like the WD-40 of bubblegum. We make one thing, and we're really good at it, and it makes people happy. 
Yeah, I was just gonna say, you know, you're like Coca-Cola. Your Coke, you got Diet Coke. Don't don't give me vanilla Coke. I like your Coke how it is. That's I I like it when people stick to what you know they're super famous for and what's good in the beginning. And you're right, when you're 11, 12, uh, yeah, getting that big league chew is amazing. But I I gotta tell you, I mean, I I follow the big league chew handle back and forth on Twitter, and they follow me, and I've done a bunch of you know promotions and whatever, and I'm having you on obviously down the line and. Um, they had sent me some big league chew and I remember opening up the box and I was like, wow, you know, I like, should I go try to get into my little league uniform? Should I go try to find a glove? Should I go find a bat? Should I go to the park and play catch? I mean, I was going back in time like crazy. And I got to tell you, Rob, I don't think that box made it through the week. I was chewing that thing around the clock, morning, noon, and night. Just having the big league chew again made me feel uh, really good. As we close this interview, if you don't mind kind of taking uh, you know, I guess kind of segments of some different things that you guys have been doing, right? I mean, you've got uh, a blossoming partnership with USA Baseball. Uh, you've got some player partnerships. You're doing a ton of cool stuff on social media. Uh, you're do- you got some packaging news coming up. So, you know what? Maybe blend in any and all, whatever you wanted to hit on here uh, with, with what's next for Big League Chew and some of the things that are going on now, which will get us to our, our, our second billion, you know, package sold, right? Well, you know, we've got some new flavors. We've got uh, some roster additions. We're sending a couple of guys uh, back down to AAA to, to work on a few things. So you're going to see some new characters out there on some of the same flavors. We're probably going to add a flavor or two within a year. Uh, Ford Gum just keeps plugging away at making as much Big League Chew as they can. Maroon PR is doing all the stuff that anybody could dream of in terms of getting the gospel of gum out there, basically the gospel of shredded gum. Uh, they've, they've really bought into the program, and I'm really grateful for, for all the stuff they bring to me. Uh, interviews like this, it's just such a joy to do. Uh, and, and in terms of the, the product, we're just going to keep making the gum better and, and just providing it, increase the distribution. We get a lot of requests for new flavors and different things. And we're going to, you know, everything's on the table yeah. as long as it's within the message of what Big League Chew represents. And and that is, you know, we're talking bubblegum fun. You know, to be to be involved with USA Baseball is a delight. I mean, you're talking about the premier players. The funny thing about Big League Chew is that everybody chews it. The, the ninth batter in the lineup or the number four guy, it, it it's not an elitist product, you know. It's yeah. just... It's workmanlike. And the fact that I was a journeyman minor leaguer, I won one game in three seasons as a minor leaguer. As my brother Ed says, Rob pitched briefly and ineffectively for three years in the minor leagues. How do you do that? You have one win in three seasons. And it's almost better that I wasn't a big deal as a professional because it, it, it lends itself to the dream of Big League Chew. If you stay in baseball, good things can happen to you. And I'm kind of exhibit A, and I'm grateful to the fans of the gum, the parents, and the kids. Uh, all I can say is that uh, no lefty luckier than I. Yeah, give a pack of Big League Chew to Kyle Higashioka or give a pack to Shohei Otani. It doesn't matter. Everybody's going to chew it. Everybody's going to love it. One billion pouches of gum produced and sold. He'll be in Cooperstown this weekend, Memorial Day weekend, the Hall of Fame Classic. Uh, be sure to go see my guy Rob Nelson, the inventor of uh, Big League Chew all over Main Street and in that amazing village that I love so much down there in Cooperstown, New York. Uh, All the relationships with players, USA Baseball, the packaging, the branding, 
uh, the partnerships, the social media. Make sure you go follow, go buy the gum, uh, and go see Rob uh, this weekend in Cooperstown. Rob Nelson, the inventor of Big League Chew. You've been fantastic, uh, my man, and hopefully I'll, uh, I'll I'll chew some Big League Chew down the line here and maybe do some videos for you guys. Thanks so much. This has been awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.